Welcome to the Media Mavens Podcast, brought to you by the Evergreen Network. The Media Mavens Podcast is where you'll hear the latest and greatest trends, topics, and tribulations with industry leaders. And here is your host of the Media Mavens Podcast. She is the original Media Maven, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment, and your host today for Media Mavis Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Koshman at AMB Publicity. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Sarah. How are you, dear? Good, good, good. I'm so excited you're back because you took a break with the Young Hollywood Awards and we have Thanksgiving, but it's super good. Ready to, to do your- good. Yep, ready yeah. to do good. It's good to hear your voice, especially with the holidays coming up. But I'm super excited for our, our next guest talking about holidays, being a good human and doing great things. I've known James Glasscock for quite a long time, but he's now the co-founder and CEO at Good Human. James, welcome to the show, Meet and Mavens. Welcome. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Michelle. Great to uh, be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so... We've I've known you for so long from the tech days, from lifestyle days, but for the past two years prior to this, you said you launched Good Human. And I just feel like right now, given unprecedented times, holidays, I think we all need to be better humans, be around better humans. We all need to give back, do good in the world. So like, I'm super excited that you came on the show to talk about this, but tell me what is Good Humans? Tell me what's going on with this company and what it's about and what you're doing. Yeah. So Good Human is a mobile app. It's one place to discover all things ethical and sustainable. Our website is getgoodhuman.com and you can find us in the Apple App Store as of a month ago. We started out on this journey about a year and a half ago. You know, my background is the entertainment and media business. Same for my business partner. You know, I had just left Warner Brothers a few years ago. My co-founder was a product leader at Pluto TV, which you might, your listeners might be familiar with and sold to Viacom. And we kind of came together around a shared observation, which was it's really inconvenient to be a good human these days. You know, we're surrounded by an infrastructure and a system that really preys on these conveniences that we all love. You know, people do like to have the two-hour delivery or the delivery tomorrow. They like to have products at a lower price. But that has a bunch of impacts, a bunch of hidden impacts throughout the system. You know, whether we're talking about carbon emissions or how workers are paid, how companies take care of their communities and those kinds of things. And so what we quickly realized, once you start dabbling in that rabbit hole, you get quickly overwhelmed and you discover there's a bunch of other people that are overwhelmed as well. Usually what happens is because we're humans and we love convenience, people get overwhelmed and they're like, okay, I'll just go back to Amazon or I'll go back to doing it the way I've always done it. But what my co-founder and I really wanted to do is to think about how could we lend our learnings from building media companies over the last 20 years to a different problem, which is how could we make being a good human as convenient as being a bad human? And so we built this mobile app that really brings together like 650 brands that we've vetted and curated and over 50,000 products all in one immersive experience. And you can discover the brands, you can understand the founder story, the origin story, the certifications, why they're included in the app. And it just makes it easier so that, you know, you guys, your listeners and my parents and my friends don't have to vet every single thing ourselves. Otherwise, we'd never be able to leave the house. We've done a lot of that heavy lifting for you and hopefully made your job easier. So that's why we built it. 
It was kind of like a consumer report for sustainable products, right? I think you could say that, but a lot of people like to describe us as uh, Amazon meets Pinterest for good. You know, we built a discovery experience first and foremost. What we found is, you know, people want to discover these things. You know, they want to they want to find the best answer and they want to be able to buy it. But what we quickly realized, and this is a problem that Consumer Reports does solve, is discovery was the bigger challenge. You know, once you know what to buy, it's, there's 10 places you can go to buy it. Sometimes that might be for sure the brand website and sometimes on Amazon, sometimes not because some of these brands don't want to be on Amazon for a variety of reasons we can get into. But but the discovery portion of it is is the complicated part. You know, what do all these words mean? What do all these certifications mean? It's pretty overwhelming. And so we think of it a lot like a, a nice grocery store. You know, you can buy... You know, if you like organic vegetables, you can get organic vegetables at any grocery store. You can get it at yeah. the grocery store at Walmart, but there's all kinds of grocery stores. And of course, you know, some of them cost more money and some of them curate well. But, you know, let's just use Trader Joe's as an example. It's actually one of the lower cost grocery stores and they do an incredible job of curating. Uh, you can certainly get your organic vegetables there. What we've created is a curated experience so that users know that someone's got their back when they come in there and want to discover sustainable products from ethical brands. Because we're media people, we also have curated thousands of articles and videos. Every single week, we refresh that content so that you can get the latest on what's happening across the intersection of sustainable fashion, clean beauty, and planet activism. We'll add more categories later, but that's the starting place. Good place to start. So wow. you guys are just like, yeah, as I was looking at the um, thing on the um, Apple, you are co- you're curating content of sustainable products, ethical products, based on what people's healthy lifestyle is. I, That's right. I know how, how long has the app been around for? Well, we launched, we've been working on the app. You know, we've been working on this for about two years, but really heavily working on it over the last 10 months and just launched publicly about a month ago in the Apple App Store. But yeah, that's that's how long. And of course, it is a journey. You know, we're, yeah. we're new startup, essentially. We have a long ways to go to build to the scale of companies that we are all familiar with, like um, Amazon and Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram and all those players. But we have a different mentality, too, about how to build this company and and literally the world we, you know, building the world we want to see that we want to participate in. We see a lot of opportunities to have the community play a role in what we're building and in the future, possibly play a role in the ownership. And that's really exciting to us because when you take a step back and you look at, you know, some of the challenges of capitalism and some of the impacts, the negative impacts that have been caused by very large companies, you know, these multi-billion dollar conglomerates, some of them already worth trillions of dollars. There's a lot of challenges with that. And as it keeps scaling, it's it's not exactly an easy boat to turn around. So we have the fortune of being small and starting with really a different type of ethos. So these curated experiences, you said that, you know, you kind of walk them through this new experience. Can you describe what that would look like for a user? What is what is that? Because that sounds fascinating in this new digital space. Yeah. So when you get into the app, the first thing you'll land on is the discover screen. And the discover screen is we've curated these what we call stream boards. They are topic driven. Think of it as a rabbit hole. And in that rabbit hole are articles and videos and products. Sometimes it's just inspirational content. So for example, one of the stream boards I'm looking at right now is recycled beauty. 
for example. And so this is all about the clean beauty ingredients and brands and products where they have an active recycling program for their containers. You know, the beauty industry actually has a lot of waste products. Any, yeah. any, every woman knows this. You can look at, you know, kind of, and, and men who are actively using uh, beauty products knows this. That there's a lot of waste that comes out of it. But there are a number of brands that are actively putting in place recycling programs now to reuse these containers. And, you know, I don't mean, you know, we all know the stories of how a lot of recycling actually still ends up in the ocean and in landfills because of, you know, kind of the story we were all fed 20 or 30 years ago. But these programs are active programs where the recycling is actually happening. The reuse is actually happening. So that's a stream board. It's called Recycled Beauty. If you were to download the Good Human app, by the way, it's a free app. It's in the app store right now. If you downloaded that, uh, logged in, you'd see that stream board in the app today. But it's not always uh, about things like products. So you could go to, we have a widget around conscious culture. So you can go into the stream board for Green Pride, which is, you know, essentially this sort of intersection of LGBTQ plus community and all types of green issues, green products, brands that are led by LGBTQ. Q2 plus uh, leaders. Another example would be like a stream board like Melanated and Elevated. It's a hub for Black, Indigenous, and people of color owned brands, voices, and their allies. And so each stream board is like 50 pieces of content and their brands and products and videos and articles. And then you can get into things like the Climate Reality Project or the Sunrise Movement. We've even built a stream board for all the TED countdown videos around the climate crisis. So you can literally dial into that stream board and just go into couch mode and just watch videos all day long. We've already curated it for you. Wow. Nice. So how do you guys, how do you guys find all these products? And now and you, you find these ethical and all these sustainable products, but you also post them and then you have information about them, obviously. And then you have where people could go to purchase them, right? That's right. Yeah. When you go into the app and you'll, you'll, you can navigate by Streamboard, which is this topic driven rabbit hole, but you can also just use search and you can search for a specific brand or a product you're looking for. If you're looking for sunscreen or if you're looking for socks, we'll give you a number of ethical options that we've already vetted for you. And when you click into it, you'll learn all about the product. And then you can look at the brand story and see, you know, a little bit more information about the founders and why they created the company and even see their certifications. If you want to buy the products, then you just simply click on buy on website and you'll be buying that directly from the brand. So there's no listing fees or anything like that for brands to be on our platform. Everyone that's there is there based on merit. You know, they've literally doing the work. They have put together, you know, a relatively extensive effort around documenting and being transparent around their approach to sustainability, to ethics, and to clean ingredients in the culture of their company. Of course, you know, the definition of good is a really interesting question to kind of bring up in this context because who gets to decide what is good? You know, should it be me? Should it be you? Should it, you know, should it be a committee? And and the answer is, is, is we ultimately think it's what the community believes. And so it's not up to me is the answer. Because by the way, we each care about different things. You know, for example, you might care about animal rights. I might care about ocean health. Your friend might care about clean ingredients. So there's a whole number of filters like that, more than 10 of them. You rarely find someone who cares about all 10 of them equally. It's usually like really one really important one and maybe two or three kind of tertiary of importance. 
And so we allow you to really choose your own journey, depending on what's important to you. And, you know, because we are building a community experience, really, you know, enrolling our community and incentivizing them to participate and have their voice heard. You know, if they want to challenge a brand or a product on the platform or submit new brands or products, we're building tools for that. Uh, they can already do some of that now. And in the future, we'll be rolling out a little bit more of a slick version to, to open that up. That's interesting. So, so is it kind of like you guys curate all of these ethical brands? You like a community, you just load them all up and then do people vote on them or do people make suggestions of, cause there's so much out there. And, and I totally get the beauty. I cannot even tell you how much beauty products I throw out, half throw out, half use. I mean, unfortunately sure. there's no recycle bin at the trash corner for beauty products and there should be, but like, do do does the community of people have a say in which products you guys post? If you made the comment, James, about your kind of Amazon and, and the other one, I would not, not, um, what's the other one you're talking about? I might've talked about Pinterest. I was, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking Poshmark. I was thinking okay. Poshmark for a minute there. If I don't know. Love why. that too. I don't, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, but when I'm on Pinterest, I've found such amazing stuff. And when I'm digging through and digging through the links, a lot of them don't have where they sourced it from. It's just like, this is a cool thing I have and how pretty it is. And here's my review, but it doesn't really have where you can find that product, which is one, it was one of my big issues with Pinterest. It takes you forever to find it. You can find it quicker on Google. But like, does the community have a say in what you guys carry and what you're posting? I mean, do you have like the feedback on there and stuff to where like, hey, we didn't get the best reviews, so let's not sell that product? Or is it more like an open platform if it fits certain requirements, sustainability, you know, great for the environment, et cetera, et cetera, it can automatically be posted? Well, the community definitely plays a role and there's definitely ways for them to submit feedback in the app to challenge any brand or participate in any live discussion. We have discussions around all of our content cards, all of our stream boards. So we're always looking for how to further amplify that and to do it in a trustworthy way, which is really the challenge. You know, if you go on a platform like Amazon, a lot of e-commerce platforms, you have fake reviews from anonymous people and bots and things. It's hard to really know what to trust. Yeah. So on our platform, on our community, you'll be able to tell who is a, has a full profile versus a might just be a guest in guest mode checking it out. So you can't even use kind of the community functionality and participate in discussions without upgrading to a full profile where people can, you know, see your photo, see your background. You know, we really think it's important to if people are going to be offering that kind of feedback for them to be a real human. The other way, though, something that's a really important thing to point out, too. So when you look at any brand or product on our platform, these are all very established direct-to-consumer brands. They're not, uh, you know, kind of a, a one-person shop that might be here today or gone tomorrow. Yeah. Now, nothing wrong with being a one-person shop. Uh, you know, that's an amazing business if you can do that. And, and there's some incredible people doing it. But usually for the kinds of brands, and we, we hope to work with them in the future, it's, it's, a it's a lot more work to work with someone at that level than maybe a more established company that's got a track record. Because, you know, we're a startup too. And so we have to be really really smart with our resources so that we can serve our community. So we're starting with, you know, established direct-to-consumer brands that have 
ethics and sustainability at the root of their culture. It's not, these are not companies that have suddenly bolted on some sustainability marketing messages. They're not large established companies, you know, like the biggest in the world. These are mostly, you know, companies that are many of them didn't even exist five years ago, but they've got a strong track record. They're leaders out there on on a lot of the issues that we care about and and they'll make mistakes and we'll make mistakes as well. That's where the community piece really plays a valuable role. If there were a perfect certification or perfect system, you know, even consumer reports like we talked about earlier, not perfect. Perfect is just not possible. And it's we joke about it internally. It's the reason we didn't call the company perfect human. It's just called good human. Yeah. Yeah. Perfection is not human. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's so got it. So and, and this is this is I mean, it's kind of like what you're doing. You have sustainability on your products as a startup. You've got to also be sustainable beyond just your launch. So I totally understand that. So and your company's fully are you you're live on iOS and Android, obviously. Just, uh, just iOS, the Apple App Store for now. Uh, okay. Yep. Do you have any what are your future plans? I mean, has a company we've been in COVID, it's, I mean it's obviously been a bad year for everybody. Have you seen, like, I feel like Amazon is just killing it because everybody's ordering food to be delivered at home. They're not going out in stores to be safe. So there's so much delivery. Have you guys seen an uptick of business during COVID or? Well, since we've only been public for about a month, you know, we don't have enough data to sort of to, 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 to tell an, an interesting story there. But, but what is very, has become very obvious to us is, you know, what we were building before COVID, we felt it was important. After COVID, we feel it's even more important. And after everything that we've learned about the Black Lives Matter movement this year, again, more important. People are tuning in to who are the companies and the brands that I'm supporting and how are they impacting the communities and their environments. And so we only see that as a growing trend. It's interesting. A year ago, when we'd go out and pitch to investors, a lot of folks would say, "Ah, oh, that sounds like a nice coastal business," but but the real what's happened? There's something much bigger happening. This is happening before COVID, and it's only been accelerated thanks to COVID. Is there's a big shift already towards sustainability, corporate social responsibility, ethics. Probably not for the best reasons, but for pretty good reasons. You know, we're shifting from the tree hugger phase. By the way, I am a tree hugger, so <laughs> I can say that. We're shifting from the tree hugger phase, which means, hey, it's kind of a niche business. You know, a few people on the coast thought it was important to a new phase, which is about financial risk. And this is why nearly every single publicly traded company has now got something about sustainability in their 10K reports. This is why Amazon made an announcement the same week that we launched. This is why I believe every company, every brand will have a strong, sustainable and ethical mission within the next decade. We have to. Now, are they doing it because their highest priority is to save the planet and take care of all of the folks around them? I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is if they do, the ones that get there faster are going to make more money because that's what Gen Z and millennials care about. And companies go where the money is. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they always say, follow the green, not the dream when you're in startup mode. Mm. Everything. So, I mean, I mean, who knows? But I, I think this is tremendous that you guys are doing this. Is how so you got how's the app doing so far since you guys launched on like reach and everything? And is it global or just local? 
Yep. The app is available globally. So we have users probably in about 20 countries around the world right now. It's gone pretty well, you know, for the first month. We were we were really wrestling with the timing. You know, there was an election. And as we yeah. all know, the political backdrop was really, you know, uh, really people have been really disheartened by a lot of things this year already. Uh, and then our political climate. So this is a real big consideration and a challenge for us. But as a startup, you don't have the convenience. You know, if you're if you're a big company with a lot of resources, you know, I don't know, maybe you're Nike or maybe you're Amazon, you get to pick and choose when you do things. When you're a startup, you've got to make the best of it. And you've got to just be authentic and, and, and work through that. And that's what that's exactly what we're doing now. So we, we actually launched about a week before the election. You know, everyone's saying, why don't you wait until afterwards? But then, you know, we're all expecting who knows what to happen after this election looks like it's kind of winding down in the right direction now, but we'll see. And so now, you know, now is the process of building these companies. They don't happen hockey stick overnight. It's, it takes years of, of work. And, and so we're in that process now, but, but so far the reception has been great. We've been building a founding member program. So if any of your listeners are passionate about sustainable fashion, clean beauty, planet activism, I'd love to talk to them personally. And, you know, we're kind of building out that founding members program. It's kind of the the core part of our community. You know, as we get bigger, it will be difficult for me to have one-on-one conversations with everyone who uses the Good Human app. But the intention of the founding members group is specifically around that. And, you know, for what it's worth, uh, 90% plus of Good Humans users today are are, are women, which is amazing. Uh, you know, we, we knew when we first started building this project, the people who cared the most about it, the, the, the leaders were going to be women. And, and that's, that's what's happened. And in fact, during our private beta, over half of them have words like sustainability, corporate social responsibility, ESG, and their job titles and their professional job titles. We did that intentionally. We wanted to reach out to people who cared so much about this that they had already chosen to make it part of their career path. Because guess what? They're going to hold us accountable. They're going to hold me accountable. And yeah. um, and that's the intention of what we're building here. I am not an expert in uh, sustainability and ethics. I am just a, you know, a helper. And uh, the rest of the community is, is the helper as well. And we're going to do this together. That's great. Now, do you have any partners, James, or did you, how did you come about? I mean, I know you've always been sustainability and, you know, it's climate control and saving the planet, but how did you come about doing this? Well, my co-founder is a, a brilliant product designer and really deep, thoughtful guy. His name's Thomas Hale. And, you know, we, we got together, you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier around these shared observations that being a good human was inconvenient. And number two, we wanted to build a company with a different kind of culture, with a different type of focus, not just build another entertainment channel, another video channel. You know, the world's got plenty of those and we'll continue to get more of those. But to think about this particular problem. And so we really wanted to go and, and, and see if we could work on solving this and build a community and build something that's better than any type of experience that you would get from current incumbents like Amazon or Pinterest or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, that that really makes sense because you are seeing just in consumer power from Gen X down to millennial and Gen Z, a shift in values in what they want. It's not just product driven. It's how it's the process and the people. 
Right. Um, I think that's quite a clever aspect. And then are you finding, because you're approaching partners and companies that are already doing the similar mission, is that just helping you to expand your way of doing business and the, the direction of your company? Well, I think when we built this, we wanted to build, you know, in a way you can think of the Good Human app as like a storytelling device. Uh, and the brands all have these really in- interesting and incredible stories to tell. Like I mentioned earlier, they have this story of sustainability and ethics at the at the roots of the company. So they didn't just set out to, you know, be a t-shirt company or to make dresses or shoes. Usually they are, you know, experienced veterans from their industries who might have left a big company that we've heard of frustrated with how their supply chains and how their manufacturing processes worked and had a different vision for, you know, how to make things, possibly making all of their apparel out of fashion dead stock materials that would otherwise go to landfill or looking to make parts of a shoe out of recycled ocean plastic or just to actually have a diverse management team and a company that takes care of their community. You know, one company that we all love who has been the leader in this space for decades is Patagonia. I can't remember their exact mission statement that they revised a year ago, but it's basically to save the earth. They are not, their mission is not to sell you more clothing. And you can see this in their behavior, you know, when they decide to close the stores or, or do what's right instead of do what makes the most money, you know, I, I think you just commend them and, and we're inspired by them. And guess what? We've now curated 650 other brands that you might not have heard of that are on the same track as them, doing really incredible things with how they think about their materials and ingredients, how they build their organizations diversely. And that's kind of all of that is what's inspired us to build what we're building. And, and we'll continue to listen to that and to listen to those founders stories. In fact, last week, we just, we launched the Good Human Show, which is a, a, a really a, a kind of like an intimate live video show that we do in the app. So we did two episodes last week. And this is kind of like a fireside chat setting. We distribute that live in the app. Sometimes we'll also push that out to other platforms, maybe Instagram and LinkedIn. But we'll be bringing founders from these brands on to tell their story uh, here in the near future. Last week's episodes, we focused on sustainable and attainable. You know, one of the challenges with sustainable products is oftentimes they're more expensive. You know, as a curator of a lot of brands and products, we've been able to find the ones that don't cost an arm and a leg. And in some cases, um, we can find you some discounts around that. Uh, We also did an episode last week around the future of fashion materials and techniques. So we're just really trying to create a conversation and build some community. And you don't even have to spend any money in the Good Human app to enjoy it. There's a lot of things you can do there, like curating your own favorites list, like catching up on videos and articles that don't require you to spend any money at all. Standing. Nice. It sounds like you've done a tremendous job with this. Now, do you use the app to purchase a lot of stuff on right now as well? I do. I I don't purchase a lot of stuff myself. I'm kind of, I've always been a minimalist myself personally. Although I can report, I was just trying to buy a piece of luggage today. And (laughs) I, right now we're only in the fashion and beauty category. So I can't wait to, uh, to, to add some more categories next year. We'll be looking at adding uh, home and travel and possibly even food. 
So more to come on that soon. Nice. Great. So where is the future of this company going? Are you looking to do an M&A? I mean, you know, the startup space well. I mean, what, what do you, did you build this? just for quote sustainability, so to speak, or did you really do it to make a difference right now? Yeah. Well, there's a huge opportunity, which if we take a step back, you know, I as earlier I talked about this shift where you've got younger generations, millennials and Gen Zs, who are choosing brands that stand for something. They're choosing companies that stand for something. And of course, you know, the public stock market is holding every company accountable for their sustainability story. It makes investor relations a whole lot easier. We're glad that's happening. You know, that's kind of happening for kind of the financial reasons. You know, a lot of companies will do, you know, what what helps optimize those quarterly or, or annual reports. But there's a bigger thing that's happening right now, we see, which is really around the social currency of being a human. Over the last many decades, marketing has told us that conspicuous consumption and sadly materialism was uh, the way to go. You know, we've got celebrities pushing this stuff nonstop on Instagram and, you know, lots of bling, et cetera, et cetera. That's the old currency. And, and that currency, it may not die. It'll still exist. But there's a shift happening. And this was happening before the pandemic, but I, I really feel what we've witnessed this year is a accelerated awakening. The new currency, which you and Michelle know this because you have this podcast and you're already on this journey, the new currency is purpose. It's really not a new currency. We all know that. But purpose is what fulfills us as humans. It's what really gives us that unquantifiable beauty that makes us really happy when we are a service to other people. Uh, when we help other people, when we are in community with each other. And so with Good Human, we didn't set out to build you a place to sell you stuff. We set out to build a community space. And, and when, you, when you're in community, whatever that may be, and some of us are in 10 communities, some of us are only in one community, whatever that may be, people help each other out. And there's a lot of ways to discover things where you don't just have to buy something every time you have an itch. Because a lot of times that buying stuff doesn't actually solve the problem. And materialism, certainly we all know a lot of people who have kind of gotten addicted to that and, and they're not happy either. But what we see as an opportunity within the good human experiences is start to connect people with, first of all, brands that have a purpose, that have a mission, so that you have a story. Your story for the, the new shoes that you might be wearing or necklace you know, it might have helped the workers uh, in a unique community somewhere around the world make money in a way that they wouldn't have been able to do it without that brand's help. So that's where we're starting. Sometime in the future, we'll be talking about things like group challenges, lots of fun things for content creation, again, around this community with a purpose. That's interesting because like, I was just going to ask you a question through all of this. Are you guys doing any cause marking like because it's sustainability and ethical shopping, does a percentage goes towards any certain charity or event or anything? Yep. So, so every we we have this betting methodology, which you can find on our website. It's at getgoodhuman.com/slash/our/code. I think there's a hyphen between our and code. That's how we curate. And one of the first things we look at are how brands are either have certifications or attached to causes already. 
and you'll find a list of them. You know, once you go into the app, you can find this for every single brand that's in the app. So some brands are planting trees. Some brands are giving to the Surfrider Foundation. Some brands are giving to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and so on and so on. And then, of course, they have different kinds of certifications around manufacturing or ingredients or, or what have you. So all the brands that are in the Good Human app are on some kind of mission like that. And they give back in different ways. They might just be focused on how they give back to their specific community. And what we're focused on right now is, you know, how do we build this experience and keep it free for anyone who wants to use it? And we feel, you know, that's kind of the mission that we're on right now is, you know, how can we make it easier for for anyone to uh, uh, to find these ethical and sustainable brands and connect with people that are on the same mission as them? Right now, I love everything you're doing with this whole thing scene. So we're running out of time soon. So if anybody, so it's so funny that you mentioned that because we, I just saw a former client of ours, a very good friend of mine, and we helped them launch their water company, build the dream water. And for a percentage of every, I think it was 10, 10 cents or a percentage of every bottle of water purchased goes towards countries and those in need of clean water. And so I just love, I mean, if doing companies, I mean, the, the bottles are also, recyclable, but I just love when people, regardless that they're giving back with their products. I just love when people do that. It's just, I just think it's just, it makes them a good human. They're not just there. They're obviously everybody's in business to make money, but the people who have a purpose behind their business to help others. I just think it's a tremendous act of kindness that you don't see a lot that we're seeing more of, but it's, it's time that we see more of that right now. You know, it's a good way to put it, Sarah. It's time. Yeah, and I th- but see everybody says, oh, we donate this, we do cause marketing, but they don't. There's no way to track where that money's going. But now I think more than ever is a time for kindness. And I love that, you know, unconditional acts of kindness is showing up through these companies who are donating and giving back to the communities and those in need. I mean, so they're always at the top of my list as well. But so James, for everybody out there, tell them the website is, it's an app, but they can still go to the website to get basic information, correct? Yeah, the, the website is at get, that's G-E-T, getgoodhuman.com. And you can learn about the app there on the website. There will be a big button there for you to download it in the Apple App Store. Or you can just go to the Apple App Store and just type in Good Human and you'll find our app. There are a few things out there called Good Human already as well. And so hopefully you won't get confused, but you'll you'll notice this experience that we built is pretty unique. It won't look like anything uh, anything else out there you've seen. I, I think I love that you're all about Good Humans because like about a week or two ago, I think it was a week ago, two weeks ago, we had podcast guest on John Robert Sutton, who is all about sustainability, sourcing food sources from around the world that has sustainable properties that he bridges the gap and bring them back here to the U.S. Michelle and I had so much fun talking to this gentleman on our podcast. It was such a good show. And he just went out there and his whole job is, you know, whether it's Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, organic, everything he sources, there's a story behind it. There's a, a state, there's sustainability, there's um, health attributes, and he's finding these things around the world and he's bridging that gap and making those intro. So the Whole Foods, the Trader Joe's, and companies here in the U.S. could have more access to these kinds of products, and for their, you know, whether it's soap, water, food, and whatnot. He would be a great person for us to introduce you to. 
Yeah, I think I I have met him before. His name sounds very familiar to me, but so um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a better human, and I'm gonna make you an introduction because it's all about <laughs> you know sharing, inspiring others, and helping others. There you go. Right now, see how that worked out perfectly with James today, Michelle. That's right. <laughs> see, I, I do remember John actually. Yep. <laughs> That's what we do. That's there what you we go. Do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, oh my God, James, it was so awesome having you on the show and catching up with you. I'm so proud of you. Like just from, you know, from the technology and all the normal madness that comes in tech field to starting your own thing for a good cause. I think you've done a tremendous job. So for everybody out there, you know, where can they reach you? Is it through LinkedIn or where's a good place to reach you at? Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best place, you know, to to connect with me. Just James Glasscock. You could probably throw in good human there and get to me faster. That is the best place. I'm on Twitter. I'm not super active. I have an unusual username, but I'll tell you what it is. It's Ella Foss, V-E. That's E-L-E-P-H-A-S-V-E. Ella Foss is a Latin root of elephant. I happen to be a big elephant fan. Uh, often, you know, just uh, mesmerized and impressed by the grace of that animal. So just a little personal reminder for me. No, no, I think that's beautiful. It's amazing. They're such exquisite animals. Okay, so if so anybody who wants to reach out to James, if anybody has a great ethical, sustainable product, best way to reach out to you is via LinkedIn. Yep. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so I respond pretty quickly. Perfect. Oh my God, James, thank you so much for being here today. Michelle Koshman, I always love having you on as my co-host, you know that. Always love speaking with you. This is Sarah Miller, Access Entertainment, Meet a Mammoth Podcast. Thank you so much, James. We'll see everybody next Friday at our next podcast interview. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Mavens Podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, subscribe to the Media Mavens Podcast on your favorite podcast provider or on the Evergreen Podcast Network. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, log on to www.mediamavenspodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.